Jesus tells us in the Bible of the parable of a merchant looking for fine pearls, and how this is similar to finding the kingdom of heaven. When you find the kingdom of heaven, your salvation is like a precious pearl. There is nothing more valuable than security for your soul. Just as in the parable when the merchant found just one pearl, he sold all he had to purchase it. This is Precious Pearls Radio with Sister Dana Rankin. Jesus, Welcome to Precious Pearls Ministries Radio Podcast. My name is Sister Dana Carter, and I will be your speaker and host. Today we will be learning about preparing to meet thy God. We all prepare for things. We prepare for our next meal, whether we're going to go out to eat or whether we're going to cook the meal ourselves at home. We go to the grocery store with a list and we prepare our meal or we go to the restaurant with an idea in mind on what we would like to have, whether it be Italian, Chinese, or American cuisine. But we're a people of being prepared. We also prepare for vacations with booking travel online and things of that nature. We prepare for family outings, just all kinds of things that we prepare for. But what I am fearing is that many people prepare for the things of this world, not recognizing that there is a world to come. We are immortal beings. We are immortal human beings, and there is an eternity. And we have to prepare for that. So today I wanted to share with you just how we can prepare to meet our Creator, our God. First, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, please forgive us for all of our sins. Help us to declare our iniquities and be sorry for our sins. Help us to recognize, Lord, that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and you are just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Please help us, Lord, to forgive any people who have wronged us. We know that if we forgive not men their trespasses, neither will you, Father, forgive us ours. And help us to be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven us. And we thank you, Lord, for all you have done for us. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Help us to bless you, Lord, and owe our soul and forget not all your benefits. Please help us to fear you as we should, because we know, Lord, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Help us, Lord, to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy, and the evil way, and keep our mouth from frowardness. Please help us, Lord, to look for your coming today and to live like it. Help us to therefore be also ready, for in such an hour as we think not, the Son of Man will come. Help us to know that we need to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Please help us to put you first in our lives today. Help us to seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness, and all things will be added unto us. Lord, please supply our daily needs. You shall supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Help us, Lord, to submit ourselves unto you and to resist the devil, because we know that if we submit ourselves, therefore, to you, Father God, that the devil will flee from us once we resist him. 
Please rebuke the devil for our sakes, Lord, and also keep us from temptation. Help us to watch and pray so we enter not into temptation, because our spirits indeed are willing, but the flesh is weak. Please guide our attitudes and our words, and let the words of our mouths and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Help us to do all things without murmuring and disputing. Help us, Lord, to be a faithful witness for Jesus Christ. Help us to be not so silent as Christians, but let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Not just to our church members, Father, and our friends, but to strangers that we see. We should never be ashamed of you, Lord, and your words in this adulterous and simple generation. Help us to be on good ground and have an honest and good heart. Having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Please raise up laborers for your work, Father God. The harvest is great, but the laborers are few. I pray, Lord, that you send forth laborers into your harvest. And may we, under the sound of my voice, all be laborers for you. Please help us to understand the Bible and open our eyes so we may behold wondrous things out of your law. Help us to study to show ourselves approved unto God, becoming workmen that needeth not to be ashamed, brightly dividing the word of truth. Please help us to know and do your perfect will for our lives. Teach us your way, O Lord, and lead us in a plain path. We need to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Help us not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your, our minds, so that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Please help and protect us today. Safety is of the Lord, as in Proverbs twenty-one thirty-one. your word says. Help us to recognize, Father, that when we lay down in peace and sleep, you only make us us dwell in safety. I pray for all of our families today and relatives. Help us to not sin so that we don't pray for them, but we need to pray for our family and relatives, especially those that are facing health challenges and that are unsaved. We need to be reaching out to them, Father, and help us to do that. Please help our Christian friends, our friends from church and other Christian friends help us to wish above all things that they may prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. Please help people to repent of their sin and to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior because now is the accepted time, Father. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And we know, Lord, you are not slack concerning your promises. Some men count slackness, but you are long-suffering to us, Lord, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Please help our pastors and the missionaries out in the fields. Please protect them and keep them safe. Help them to remain encouraged and strong to share the gospel with so many people. Please deliver them from unreasonable and wicked men. I pray that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified. Please help our government leaders to be saved and to make wise, godly decisions. Help us to remember the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of water, he turneth it whithersoever 
he will. That is from your word, Father, and I say that back to you, claiming that it is true, and I know that your word is truth. Please help the Jewish people, and I pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Help us to remember those who are in bonds, those that are persecuted for their faith today, and help us to recognize that persecution could come here, and help us to endure to the end so that we may stand, and having done all to stand. Lord, help us to know, are we lukewarm? For your word says to be lukewarm is like vomit in your mouth. Help us to recognize if we harbor any bitterness toward you or complain against you in any way. Help us to be fully willing to obey and help us to never neglect to thank you for all things, the seemingly bad as well as the good. Help us to desire and study the word of God and help us not to become complacent towards spiritual concerns and we help us to long to live an abundant and spirit-filled life. Help us to listen to and obey the Holy Spirit's voice. Lord God, please, please give us the courage to confess you with our mouths, walk the walk, and talk the talk. Help us never to straddle the fence spiritually. May the Holy Spirit enable us to love God with all of our hearts, soul, strength, and mind. And help us to train up our children in the way they should go so that when they're old, they will not depart from it. Teach us how to pray according to your will for our children, nieces and nephews, sons and daughters-in-law, and future mates of our children. Almighty God, please help us to become spiritually mature. In Jesus' precious name we pray. And also that this lesson would be used to glorify you, Lord, and that all things that we learn here will be applied in our lives. In your perfect name we pray. Amen. As I said at the beginning of the podcast, we will be studying today, Prepare to Meet Thy God. The book of Amos, chapter 4, verse 12 states, Therefore thus will I do unto thee, O Israel, and because I will do this unto thee, prepare to meet thy God, O Israel. Regardless of what you think or what you have been taught, we will all stand before a holy God and be judged. God has given us two precise things that we will have to do. Both are yet future for us. These two things are recorded in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. From the divine holy word of God, we are told these two things our death and the other's judgment. Since our natural birth, we have been destined for these two things, knowing that we must prepare to meet God in the judgment. It would be foolish to ignore such an appointment. It's dangerous to play around and gamble with our soul simply because we don't think it's too serious or that we have plenty of time and therefore we can wait. Putting off and waiting is called procrastination, and it is dangerous. There are multitudes in the regions of hell today that put it off and did not take it serious. It's eternally too late for them. Remember what God said in Hebrews 10, 31. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Our life is a dressing room or a time of preparation for an eternity ahead. We are in time now, but we will soon be in eternity. We all have an appointed time to die. This time has been set by God Almighty and cannot be changed but by Him. 
Are you prepared for that appointment? Have you given it much thought? Are you ready to die? The first birth recorded in the Bible is found in the fourth chapter of the book of Genesis. This first birth was from Adam and Eve, the first parents. Neither of them had a birth. Both of them were created. Adam was formed out of the dust of the ground. God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and he became a living soul. Eve was taken from the side of Adam. God caused a deep sleep to come upon him. This is the first recorded surgery in the Bible. From the rib of Adam, God made Eve and gave her to Adam as his wife. She is called the mother of all living because the whole human race came from her. The first birth recorded was a son by the name of Cain. The second birth recorded was another son by the name of Abel. The book of Genesis is the book of first things. There was a division between Cain and Abel. Both of these boys were told that they were to offer a blood sacrifice unto God. Nothing else would do. Adam instructed them that God had killed innocent animals and clothed them with the skins of these animals when they had eaten of the forbidden fruit that they had been commanded to not eat of. The blood shed from these animals was innocent blood. This innocent blood became a covering for their sin and the skins of these innocent animals were a covering for their bodies. Thus God had taught Adam and Eve that these innocent animals who had not sinned became the innocent dying for the guilty. This teaching then follows all through the Bible from Genesis through Revelation. Sin has to have a sacrifice. These innocent animals were a type of Christ who would come and die on the cross of Calvary and shed his innocent, perfect, and pure blood to wash away the sins of all mankind. The blood of these innocent animals would only cover the sins of mankind until the blood of Christ was shed on the cross. Unlike the blood of the innocent animals, the blood of Christ does not cover sin. It washes away sin. That is the reason the songwriter wrote, What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Cain was a tiller of the ground and refused to offer a blood sacrifice. He chose to offer the best he could manufacture with his own hands, so he brought God the first fruits of his hands. I certainly believe he bought the best of his crops. He didn't bring the worst or his leftovers. The Bible tells us that Cain reject, that God rejected the offering of Cain. Cain is the first recorded person to reject the plan of sal- the salvation of God and the first to refuse the blood as a sacrifice for sin. Cain is the first human to establish the idea of a works religion, which is so popular today. He is the instigator by the help of Satan to try to get into the favor of God or work his way into heaven by the works of the flesh. God did not accept his ideas nor his sacrifice. Because of that, Cain became angered. God gives us the reaction of Cain in Genesis 4-5. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. Genesis chapter 4, verse 5. The brother of Cain, who was called Abel, offered unto God a firstling of the flock. He was a shepherd. He offered the blood of an innocent animal as God commanded and demanded. God accepts his sacrifice and diffuses the sacrifice of Cain. We know the story how that Cain and his anger caused him to rise up and kill his brother Abel. God then comes to Cain and has a conversation about Abel. God asked Cain a question in Genesis 4, 9 through 10. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is I Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. 
Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. Cain now lies to God on top of committing murder of his brother. God puts a curse on the work of Cain, and he becomes a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth. A fugitive is one who is wanted and has to run or move from place to place hiding. A vagabond is a wanderer with no good reputation. This was the life of Cain until he met that appointment of death. The ground did not yield unto him as it did before because of his actions. We have now talked about the first and second births in the Bible. Cain was the first physical birth and Abel was the second physical birth. We have also talked about the first physical death who was Abel. We find the second physical death is recorded in chapter 4 of the book of Genesis, verse 23. And Lamech said unto his wives, Ada and Zillah, Hear my voice, ye wives of Lamech, hearken unto my speech, for I have slain a man to my wounding and a young man to my hurt. Lamech committed murder. He is a descendant of Cain. He followed in the footsteps of his father. A religion of works will always bring man to destruction. When man separates himself from God and goes his own way and lives his own life without the influence of God or his word, he lives a life of rebellion and will end up with a ruined life. So are multitudes in our land today. They are wasting their lives and ruining their lives and will soon end up in the region of the damned in a place called the Lake of Fire. We will now continue on about the same subject. In the fifth chapter of Genesis, we find the first obituary column. God tells of those who lived and those who died. Death is the product of sin. God has given us this from his word as is seen in James chapter 1 verses 13 to 15. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death. Had Adam and Eve not eaten of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, there would not have been any such thing as death. God give the warning of this. God gives the warning of this in Genesis chapter two, verses sixteen to seventeen. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Adam and Eve disobeyed God and both began to die in the physical body from that moment on. They both did die spiritually immediately when they took all of the forbidden fruit. Their eyes were opened and they realized they were naked. They began to hide from a holy God. They tried to cover themselves with fig leaves. There became a separation between God and man from that moment on. Death is a separation. There are three different kinds of death. There are physical death spiritual death, and eternal death. Physical death is a separation of the body from the spirit and soul of man. Without the spirit and soul, the body will become inanimate or lifeless, which is dead. The body will return back to the earth, and the spirit and soul will return back to God from whence it came. Spiritual death is a separation of the body, soul, and spirit from God. We are all born sinners and are separated from God at birth. 
We are dead in trespasses and sins when we come into this world. Eternal death is the separation of the soul and spirit from God forever. In this separation, the body and soul is in the pits of hell for a time, and then death and hell will deliver up their dead, be judged according to their deeds, and then be cast into the lake of fire which burns with fire and brimstone. This eternal death or separation is noted in the Bible as the second death and is recorded in Revelation chapter 20 verses 11 through 15. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heavens fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. We have talked about a physical birth, a physical death, a spiritual death, and an eternal death. We will now talk about a spiritual birth. A physical birth will automatically end up in a physical death. This is fact. We all come into this world with the grim reaper of death on our trail. Likewise, we will all die the second death and end up in the lake of fire we have discussed unless we have a spiritual birth to prevent it. The spiritual birth is called the new birth or being born again by the spirit of the living God. This new birth is the only thing that can change the spiritual death we are born with into spiritual life. We all have inherited the spiritual death from our parents, which they inherited from Adam and Eve, as we have already said. This new birth is not a popular subject, but you will find it explained in the third chapter of the Gospel of John. Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, and tells him he must have a new birth. John chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. The new birth is known as being born again and many times spoken of as being saved. This is a spiritual birth. It is a birth from above or a heavenly birth. This is not a fleshly birth, but a spiritual birth. This is a divine birth and not a human or fleshly birth. Nicodemus could not understand the fullness of this birth. It boggled his mind as it does many in our day as well. We will find this in the inquiry of Nicodemus when he asked Jesus how this birth could be. Can a man enter his mother's womb and be born again? The Lord answers him by saying, in effect, if he did enter his mother's womb and be born, he would still be the same as he was. This is recorded in John chapter 3, verse 6 through 7. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. 
So from the word of God, out of the mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ, we find that this spiritual birth is a heavenly birth and must be from heaven. Just as a physical birth brings you and I into an existence physically, this spiritual birth brings us into existence spiritually. The spiritual birth of being born again is a spiritual resurrection. The Bible tells us that we are dead from just a physical birth, dead in trespasses and sins. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through 3. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Here we are told that we are quickened. The word quickened means made alive. God raises us from the dead when we are born again. Here is something to think about. If we have had only one birth, which is a physical birth, and we have not had a spiritual birth, which is being born again, then we will have two deaths. The first death will be when this body of flesh dies. The second death will be when the soul stands before God is cast into the lake of fire. If we have had a physical birth and a spiritual birth, we will only die once. There will be no second death to those who have been born twice. We see from the mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ in the third chapter of John that we must be born again. When God says must, he means must. The Lord has informed us in his holy word what happens to us when we receive this new birth in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We are made new creatures. Our lives will change completely. We will be different and all those around us will notice. We will not have to wear signs telling the world. They will see a difference in how we walk, talk, dress, and conduct ourselves in this present evil world. We will be different and all those things around us we will all those around us will notice. We will not have to wear signs telling the world. As I stated, they will see a difference in how we walk, talk, dress, and conduct ourselves in this present evil world. They will notice a divine change that you and they can't explain what we'll just have to accept. The next thing we will now discuss is how we receive or acquire this new birth that Jesus told Nicodemus about. It is not obtained by works of the flesh or doing good deeds. It is not by quitting bad habits or even going to church. God has a plan and must be followed in order to receive this change of heart. First, the Holy Spirit convicts the sinner that he is lost and without God or without that new birth or spiritual birth. Conviction grips the heart of the unbeliever and convinces him that he is a sinner. Upon being convinced that you are lost, the next step is to repent, as God tells us in Luke 13, 3. I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, you shall all likewise perish. Repentance is believing that you have sinned and asking God to forgive that sin. This repentance will change your mind about God, sin, self, and Satan. We must surrender ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ and desire to live for him. From that moment forward, 
we must turn around from our sins. And a lot of people don't understand what that means when I say that. What I mean is if someone walks up to you and slaps you in the face and then says, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I repent, basically. I'm sorry for what I've done. Then turns around and slaps you in the face again. Has that person repented? No, they have not. So what I'm trying to say is with the power of the Holy Spirit, you are able to repent and turn from your sins. And you will be able to do this in the power of the Holy Spirit. You will need to trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and desire to live for Him. How do we get there? God has said in Romans chapter 10 verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God presents to us the gospel and then it is up to us to accept or reject what God has said. In order to receive this new birth, we must call upon the name of the Lord. There are many who come down in Sunday services and they pray a prayer like a sinner's prayer and they get up unchanged. And what I mean is they have never really seen that they are really sinners. They think that they're not that bad. You know, there is another gospel that is, you know, out today. And real repentance is this. It is turning away from all your sin and everything you know to be wrong and turning right about face, then trusting Jesus Christ as your complete Savior. I pray that this podcast today was a blessing to you and that you will share with others and that you tune in again next week to hear more about the Lord Jesus Christ, the Blessed Bible, and the Blessed Hope. Have a blessed week. When you discover the kingdom, it is worth everything you have to give up because you gain eternity with the Lord, the creator of your soul, and without him, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. How precious is a pearl. How precious a soul is to God. Thank you for listening to Precious Pearls Radio with Sister Dana Rankin. This broadcast is copyrighted by Precious Pearls Ministries and the Resilient Christian Radio Network.